And we are back. Welcome to Watching Up Pod. I'm Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we're here on the day of the 2024 Oscar nominations announcement. X.com is a buzz. Threads <laughs> is a buzz. My brain is a buzz. is a buzz. There's just so many things. I've gotten texts. What are your thoughts? So we thought we'd get on our podcast and talk about our thoughts, feelings, emotions. Everyone wants about to know. what they got right and what they got wrong. <laughs> Everyone wants to know. Everyone has been waiting. Everyone wants to know our opinions. About this. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just, I love talking about this shit so I love much. It too. I don't understand why it's in March. Is it in March last year? I'm like, can we, okay, we have the nominations. Let's just. It should be in like two weeks. Like it shouldn't be in like a month and a half. You but know. this is our lot in life. So <laughs> overall thoughts and feelings about the Oscar nomination. I mean, I feel like the the th- the best or like the most interesting thing to talk about. I feel like is always the snubs, <laughs> like the things that like didn't show up that we expected mm-hmm. to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we can like get into that more when we go through like the categories. Um, I just think overall this year there were so many good movies. Yeah, and the the amount of nominations available for each category is so little. Yeah, that there was obviously going to be. I feel like there's more snubs this year because. Yeah, I think that's going to be a theme throughout this conversation is just like, obviously, there are in most categories, only five slots available. So there's always going to be like, you know, oh, I really wish that so and so could have gotten in here. Mm -hmm. But there, like you were saying, there's just so many good options. Um, There wasn't really anything that I that like showed up that I was like, like, why is that there? I mean, there was but not like a ton of stuff um mm-hmm. and obvi- and again we'll go as we go through the categories like we'll talk about it but yeah it was just a stacked year and uh we've been waiting for this and now we have the answers the <laughs> somebody earlier had a tweet and it was like isn't it isn't it nice to be angry about something that doesn't matter whatsoever for Joel Kim Booster like, yeah. yeah Joel Kim Booster and I was like yeah that actually is really funny <laughs> let's, um, let's enjoy being mad about this before we have <laughs> to get into the election back. exactly exactly <laughs> So let's go through the nominations. Um, we're just going to read out the nominations and just talk about our opinions on yeah. each category. Um, so starting out, we have Best Supporting Actor. And the nominees were Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Uh, Starting off with one of the most (laughs) distressing snubs of the year. (laughs) Of my personal hell is not seeing Charles Melton for May, December in this category. Yeah, I feel like starting off the nominations with this category was like just 
a knife to the heart. (laughs) And we kind of saw the writing on the wall when he didn't get a BAFTA. He didn't get a Critics' Choice. He didn't. He kind of missed all those. He did get a Golden Globe nomination, so we'll always have that. Yeah. (laughs) But um, it's just really disappointing. And the cynic, like the... The optimistic side of me doesn't want to be like, oh, they didn't like the content of this movie. But like the cynical side of me is like, why else would these performances not get nominated? I know. Because stacking them up against some of the other. And I actually really do think like everybody in this category was good. I really don't think I don't know if Ryan Gosling necessarily (laughs) needed to be nominated for Barbie. But I don't know. I like I do like that nomination. (laughs) You do? Yeah, I don't. I mean, that was I know people are saying like, whatever, you're missing the point of the movie by nominating the man instead of the woman or whatever. Like, yeah, I I hear that. But um, I don't know. He was definitely my favorite part of the movie, honestly. Does that make it an Oscar well, I'm not saying that it needs to be in an I, I'm not saying that like it's an obvious like choice or anything, but I do like that it is in there. Um so who would you cut out then to put Charles Melton in? Honestly, I haven't seen American fiction. Um I love Sterling K. Brown as an actor, so you know, I'm happy to see him in there. Honestly, I could do without Robert De Niro. That's like kind of sacrilegious for me to say. Um, but if I think if I was going to switch one of them, it would either be Sterling K. Brown or Robert De Niro. Okay. What about you? Um, I did see American Fiction. I liked Sterling K. Brown's performance. I don't like to me when I'm thinking of like Oscar worthy performances, I'm just like, okay. Sterling K. Brown was great, but I don't know if it deserves an Oscar. Okay. Robert De Niro was great. I don't know if it deserves an Oscar. Ryan Gosling was great. To me, like, this might be the most controversial thing I say on this podcast, but I don't really know if any of the performances in Barbie deserve an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And there was other people also, and I need to look up his name, but the actor from Past Lives. Tao Yu. Tao Yu, I think he easily could have gone in here. Yeah. Um, obviously, Charles Melton. I was campaigning for him all Seriously. season. So, yeah, I think Mark Ruffalo definitely deserves it. Robert Downey Jr. wasn't my favorite part of the movie, but I see why he's there. I feel like he was an automatic, like, as soon as people saw that movie, they were like, he's gonna... Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Yeah, if not win, like, at least be nominated. Um, Mm -hmm. Mark Ruffalo is the supporting performance from that movie that I would have chosen. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't feel, like, super... Strong, like you're saying, I don't feel like super strong about any of these performances. Um, I feel like the the decision to nominate Robert De Niro and not Leonardo DiCaprio is like kind of weird. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. we'll get to that category when we get there, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. When yeah, and I, I, if I had to pick one of these to give the 
Oscar too. I would pick Mark Ruffalo. I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to be Robert Downey Jr., but yeah, we'll see. Like I said, like to me, an Oscar worthy performance is like one where you leave and you go, wow, Blank was phenomenal in that. And it's just like, okay, most of these were good performances, but I don't know that any of them were like, I will never forget this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my part of my letterbox review though of Barbie I remember was give Ryan Gosling his Oscar you cowards. And at that point I was not at all expecting for it to actually happen. So <laughs> yeah. It's a fun nomination. Um but yeah. When you've seen as many movies as we've seen it's kind of like okay. Yeah, the takeaway is justice for Charles Melton. We will always, at this point, I feel like it's almost cooler to be snubbed than to win the Oscar because there's so many Oscar wins where you look back and you're like, uh, they really didn't deserve that. But people will remember your snub. Forever. Yeah, I felt, I kind of feel that way about May, December in general. I saw somebody tweet like, the more snubs it gets, the like higher its street cred gets. And I totally agree with that. And it's also like, it feels appropriate for that movie to kind of become like a cult fave among like... That's very true. You know, it just kind of like feels like that kind of movie. (laughs) I feel like that's kind of how a lot of Todd Haynes films are, so... Yeah, and he doesn't seem like the type of person to be like... I really need an Oscar. Like, yeah, like, (laughs) he's he's doing what he wants to do. So, more power to him. Yeah, so that's kind of a silver lining in all of it, I guess. It's just like, this movie was too cool for y'all, and y'all weren't ready. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't ready for this discussion, and it's apparent. (laughs) All right, the next category was best costume design. The nominees are Barbie. Jacqueline Duran, Killers of the Flower Moon, Jacqueline West, Napoleon, David Crossman, and Janty Yates, Oppenheimer, Ellen Mirajnik, and Poor Things, Holly Waddington. Um, I, These are good. This is a good category. Yeah, I really hope Poor Things wins, I think. Poor Things for me or Barbie or are Barbie. both standouts for costume and production design and all that so yeah um the I feel like the Oscars loves a like a period piece so Napoleon might sneak in (laughs) uh they love that like era I haven't seen it either but um Killers of the Fireman also had really good costumes I specifically remember a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio's jackets Mm mm-hmm um that were cool (laughs) and then Oppenheimer was more just like I don't know it was like well-fitting suits and Mm -hmm. that which is also impressive but yeah I don't know if it stood out in the way that like Barbie and poor things did for me totally I yeah I I think I think these are good nominees um I'm trying to think of, like, what else I would have put in there. Yeah, was there anything that we saw that I would? Not really. 
I can't think of anything can think off the top anything. of my head. It's hard to think about like what is missing. I know. Oh my God, <laughs> what did I see? What is not there? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, the next category is best makeup and hairstyling. For the nominees were for Golda, which I've never heard of, um, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of the Snow. This was the one where I was like, did we really have to put Oppenheimer in there? Like, Yeah, makeup and hairstyling. Okay. So they smeared uh, sunscreen on their face. (laughs) Yeah, that was. (laughs) They did it themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Golda, I know, is the Helen Mirren movie about like some prime minister. It's hard to believe Golda or Oppenheimer had better makeup and hairstyling than Barbie. Yeah, I mean. That's the only obvious missing thing from this one. (laughs) Yeah, where where the hell is Barbie? Um, This is one of the places where I do think that I would have also chosen to put Maestro. Like, I would have also nominated that uh, in comparison to some of the other categories that it was nominated in. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's But, like, Barbie, I was reading about, like, how they like matched her wig color, like her blonde wig specifically for each outfit. And like, there was a lot of thought that went into her hair. Yeah. So it's, it's really sad to not see that. Not here. to mention like all of the other Barbie and Ken's hairs yeah. and makeup and yeah. Um, yeah. That and then was- Society of the Snow, I haven't watched yet, but I'm just assuming they're all have cold. snow all over their face <laughs> they're cold and frozen <laughs> it's giving yeah, true detective i haven't watched it either <laughs> um poor <laughs> things i really hope wins this one yeah I, I do too i think out of all of these it's the only standout willem dafoe's makeup looked crazy prosthetics um, and um what's her face the the, the madam at the yeah the yeah, whole really house that's um, probably not the right term for that but <laughs> <laughs> the sex workers harem. Home. <laughs> um best uh, best live action short film the after invincible night of fortune red white and blue and the wonderful story of henry sugar Wes Anderson got in there, but not for the right movie. (laughs) Yeah. I've only seen half of one of these, so I will reserve my opinion. (laughs) I've only seen The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. That's the one I watched half of. Nope. No other thoughts, really. (laughs) No thoughts, feelings, or emotions. No thoughts, just vibes. Um, the best animated short film, Letter to a Pig, 95 Senses, Our Uniform, Patchyderm, <laughs> <laughs> and War is Over, inspired by the music in, of John and Yoko. Interesting. <laughs> Shocking, I haven't, I haven't, seen, haven't ha- seen that. I haven't seen any of these, but if they show them at Alma Draft House, I might go watch them. Catch me watching War is Over. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm moving along. <laughs> uh, best adapted screenplay: 
American Fiction, Cord Jefferson, Barbie, Noah Baumbach, and Greta Gerwig, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan, Poor Things, Tony McNamara, and The Zone of Interest, Jonathan Glazer. Um, yeah. Let me think about this one. Best I, know there was... I think it's gotta be Oppenheimer. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know a lot about like the source texts for these, so uh-huh. I know that there was some controversy about like Barbie running and adapted. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they... But ultimately so, yeah. I agree with that. I don't know. What do you think? I think I think it's interesting because they I think it should be bet I think it should be IP and not IP. I don't think it should be adapted and original because Barbie is of like a thing, right? And they they wrote this whole plot line around her, but none of none of the ways the story went like had anything to do with anything that already existed. Mm-hmm. And then like Maestro is based off somebody's life, but it's original. Like right. it, they just don't really like make that much sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it should be like intellectual property versus not intellectual, like something that exists already somebody's life or a toy or a book that already exists versus something that doesn't exist at all. Mm-hmm. I know it's, yeah, it's kind of confusing, but I'm just like, how I'm not guess- mad at Barbie being in, in adapted. I think it it's the right call, but then like, Yeah, but I'm just thinking about, like, how that would, um, I guess it would free up a lot of space in original for, like, stories that are actually original that wouldn't maybe necessarily otherwise get recognized, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, like, there's some in here where I'm like, well, if that's that and that's that, that doesn't make any sense. So I think ultimately they wanted to be an original because they thought it'd be easier to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not mad about it being an adapted. I agree. I think it should be an adapted. Um, so yeah, I think Oppenheimer will take that, but w- we shall see. Yeah. Um, the nominees for best original screenplay are Anatomy of a Fall by Justine Triette and Arthur Harari. The Holdovers by David Hemmingson, Maestro by Bradley Cooper and Josh Singer, May-December by Sammy Birch and Alex Mechanic, and Past Lives by Celine, Celine Song. May-December is not fully <laughs> snubbed. This and is the sole nomination for me. Honestly, December. if I chose the award, it would go to May-December. In yeah, this category, but I, I think, think it'll, it'll be anatomy, anatomy of a fall for sure, which is also really good. Yeah, I I think I would choose that too. Anatomy. Of I a like fall. all of these nominations except for Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Best Supporting Actress, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, 
Jodie Foster for Nyad, and Davine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. Surprise uh, that America snuck yeah, in there. That is actually shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying she was bad, but again, like I don't think she was doing anything that was like life changing. Yeah, I um, was honestly shocked too that she ended up getting that nom. Um, I'm not here for any Nyad <laughs> of nominations. And I probably still won't watch it, even though sorry. I haven't seen it. I'm like, people aren't watching that. Like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> there's some there's a there's a movie like this every year where it's like nobody watched it. Yeah. It came out in like fr- freaking February or something like a year ago, but somehow it sneaks into like all the categories. <sighs> Whatever. I just hope that um, this means that it's easier for Davide and Joy Randolph to win, which I, I think, think she will. Got it in the bag. Yeah. I don't think there will be any surprises there. Um, Best original song. (laughs) Lord help us. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have the songwriter on here, but The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot was written by (laughs) Diane Warren. (laughs) Fucking Diane. I think that she has literally like been in every Oscars no I think that she's literally paid someone to like make sure she at least gets nominated every single year or like someone is she has a mole inside the out of all the original songs this year I would have never guessed (laughs) the song from Flamin' Hot the Cheeto movie on Hulu but here we are um I'm just Ken from Barbie it never went away from American Symphony Oh gosh. Wazaze, <laughs> a song for my people from Killers of the Flower Moon. And what was I made for from Barbie? Where's Dua Lipa? Where's Dance the Night? The best song from Barbie. <laughs> Anyways. It's going to be Billy. It's going to be Billy. It could be. I'm just kidding, though. <laughs> you know what? He won the Critics' Choice. So. <laughs> I do think it's cool, like, obviously, in an ideal world, Dance Tonight would be in there, but the fact that all three of those songs from Barbie were, like, actually used in the movie, as opposed to, like, just in the end credits, which is usually Uh where a lot of these nominations come from, is kind Uh of cool. Yeah. Um, For sure. Because, you know, it's always, like, the song from the end credits that you literally didn't even hear because you left the theater, like, you turned off the movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, So it's nice to have songs that actually kind of, like, penetrated the zeitgeist. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's going to be one of the Barbie ones, but probably Billie Eilish, I would guess. Okay, best original score. Um, It doesn't list the composers on here, but... American Fiction, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Oppenheimer's been sweeping this one, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just, you know how it is when, like, the the locks become clear and you're like, this movie's really just going to win everything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even yeah. though we love the movie, I'm like, oh, I want some kind of excitement. 
Yeah, I like we are always hoping for some sort of upset. I feel yeah. like unless it's against somebody that we really want to win, but yeah. <laughs> um, interesting that Indiana Jones is in here. I don't know that a riff off the original Indiana Jones deserves to be nominated every single time. Um, I'm not, obviously, we love John Williams, but uh, they're kind of just like you never know. Be his last. <laughs> yeah. I really liked. I've I've been on record. I really liked the Poor Things score. Yeah, same. Um, so I think those three poor things. And I don't really remember the American fiction score. I think it was kind of like jazzy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those three are good nominations, I think. I hate to say that I'm losing faith in my boy Robbie, but maybe he can pull it through. Maybe. <laughs> we shall see. Um, okay, best documentary feature film, Bobby Wine, The, Pres- the People's President. The Eternal Memory, Four Daughters, To Kill a Tiger, and 20 Days in Maripol. I haven't seen any of these I haven't yet. seen any of them or actually heard of any of them. Um, I think I've heard of Four Daughters, but... I Usually exactly I would have at least about. heard and seen of like two of the documentaries, but... Best Documentary Short Film, The ABCs of Book Banning, The Barber of Little Rock, Island in Between, The Last Repair Shop, and Nai Nai and Waipo. Ain't never heard of these. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, with the shorts, it's not, it's not, I mean, I usually haven't heard of any of them until yeah, the nominations, and then I'm I'll see them I'm not in the short circuit. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Best International Film, Io Capitano from Italy, Perfect Days from Japan, Society of the Snow from Spain, The Teacher's Lounge from Germany, and The Zone of Interest from the UK. Um, Definitely missing The Taste of Things from France, I noticed. Yeah, I think that if they had put up anatomy of a fall instead of the taste of things if france had submitted that instead of the taste of things it probably i mean it almost certainly would have been in there but i've, I've heard, I've heard I've of heard, all of these except for the teacher's lounge i have heard of all of these i've been wanting to see perfect days for so long and it's just not available <laughs> I want to see, did you see the zone of interest? No, but I have my tickets. When are you going? On Thursday. Okay, I want to go. Because it's finally available at my theater. Finally. My theater of choice. (laughs) I've been waiting. Okay, best animated feature film, The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The boy in the heron's gonna win. Yep. <laughs> Spider Man Across the Spider Verse was really good. It's the only one of these that I've actually seen, but it was really good. I haven't seen any of them. I know that people are upset that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't get in. Hmm. Um, I heard that was really good. I would actually watch that. I really cool. want to see Boy in the Heron too. Um, 
I'm sure I will before the I've never heard show. of Robot Dreams. Me either. Where did that come from? Okay. This category I'm interested in. Best Production Design. The nominees are Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Um, I would like to know if anyone in, in this voting body saw Asteroid City. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that was amazing production design, in my opinion. Um, but I do think that Barbie deserves to win mm-hmm. this. I think it's got to be Barbie or Poor Things. It could be Oppenheimer <laughs> at this <Lord>. point. <laughs> Save us all. <laughs> and um, I will go on record that I liked the production design of Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. I haven't seen Napoleon. Is that what you would bump for Asteroid City? Yeah, I haven't seen Napoleon either. So, I, I mean, obviously, just because I don't know what their production design looked like. Um I I honestly want to watch a documentary of like how they made Barbie, the Barbie yeah, Barbie Land. I think like, that is so impressive. That's why it just like I don't know. It feels like the obvious choice for me. But there was so much like craftsmanship in the in the um, setting, set <laughs> the world, yeah, the set, yeah. Um. Okay. Wait, did I read that or did you? Oh, you did. Um, Best film editing, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Probably Oppenheimer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I I loved the editing in all of these, honestly. These are all really good nominees. So... I'd be happy with any of them, but yeah, I do think it's going to be Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer and the holdovers were both on film, right? So mm-hmm. it was it was a different challenge, right? Um, and then Oppenheimer obviously had a lot more, I guess, big set pieces that made it even more challenging. Yeah, but yeah, I think it will probably go to Oppenheimer. Yeah, I think Anatomy of a Fall is an interesting nominee in this category because I didn't really notice anything super unique about the editing. Yeah, I think it was. I might not be a trained eye in the editing category. Art. It was less artistically showy and more like decisions that helped like push the story forward. I guess like flashbacks and and mm-hmm. uh, memories and like kind of um what's the word not inconspicuous but like not knowing whether or not something is real type of mm. thing right yeah um so yeah I'm happy with that category <laughs> finally she's happy finally something to be happy about <laughs> she's happy everyone <laughs> best sound what the nominees were the creator maestro mission impossible dead reckoning part one (laughs) oppenheimer and the zone of interest 
And somehow Tom Cruise persists. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, he persisted. (laughs) Somehow he gets in there. Um, I have heard, I think that, um, I think that the sound in the zone of interest like plays a major part in like that story. So, but also, I mean, the the sound in Oppenheimer was obviously very impressive. I mean, that was like something you... If you saw it in theaters, you, like, noticed Yeah, it, it was, like, <laughs> part of your whole experience. Yeah. Obviously, but, like, you felt it in the room, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I think it's probably between those two. But still, Tom Cruise persists. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, okay, visual effects. It's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Best visual effects, The Creator, <laughs> Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, <laughs> and Napoleon. This is always the most fuck-ass category. This one like... was, as they were reading these titles, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like the same movies in every other category, and then in this one it's yeah. like... <laughs> Marvel Man Volume Seven. It's like what? Um, I can't believe yeah. the creator got nominated twice. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, I want to see Godzilla minus one. Um, I've heard it's really good. That's one of those movies where I'm like, I would watch it, but like, I'm not gonna seek it out. Like, if if I was with somebody s- who was like, let's watch this, I'd be like, fine. Yeah, I want to wait till <laughs> I can watch it at home, but. I did see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and I liked it, but I wouldn't say the visual effects were, like, stunning. The visuals <laughs> didn't affect you? I mean, I don't think that the Marvel, like, visual effects teams are working at the highest caliber. No, they need to go away. <laughs> um, but, and then, I don't really know what... I don't know what visual effects they're talking about in Mission Impossible because Tom's doing all those. He's doing practical work. (laughs) I saw him drive off a cliff on Twitter. Um, (laughs) It was terrifying. (laughs) That man persists (laughs) to no end. (laughs) He will persist until he can persist no more. Um, Okay. Um... Best cinematography, we have El Conde, Edward Lachman, Killers of the Flower Moon, Rodrigo Prieto, Maestro Matthew Lebatik, Oppenheimer, Hoyte van Hoytema, and Poor Things, Robbie Ryan. Rodrigo Prieto. What is El Conde? I don't know. I've never heard of that. What in the world? What in the hell? <laughs> it sounds foreign. It sounds non-English. Chilean. I like all the other nominations. I noticed good cinematography in all those movies. I'm just saying, Rodrigo Prieto could have been in there twice for Barbie. <gasps> they should have <laughs> put Barbie and El Conde. <laughs> <laughs> El Conde Nest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's cool that he did both those movies because they're so opposite. I know. 
Um, I think it'll probably go to Oppenheimer on that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to say... I'm going to have to go with Oppie Poppy. Obviously, I mean, this is just the theme of all the categories. Oppenheimer will probably win, but poor things should win. <laughs> like, <laughs> or could win, I don't know. Poor things of cinematography was one of the uh, more impress- or most impressive things to me about it, too. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, okay, best actor, best lead actor. Here we go. We're getting into the acting. Bradley Cooper in Maestro. Coleman Domingo <laughs> in Rustin. Paul, Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. Woo. Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer. And yes. Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. Yes, Kings. <laughs> kings one and all. Um, Coleman Domingo should have been nominated for The Color Purple, not Rustin. Yep. Um, I don't know if he would have been lead actor in that, but... <laughs> uh, Rustin was not good. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I I'm do so think sorry. it's... I think it's cool that, like, Coleman Domingo is gay and he played a gay character, so that's, like, you know, one thing to shout out about it, but I really, yeah, I, I'm on the same page as you that I wish he had gotten it for something else, even if that's like in the future. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to see what he wears. Yeah. He's He's been killing it. He's an impeccable dresser. Um, Bradley Cooper and Maestro. Oh God. Let's so please someone temper this man's expectations so he doesn't have a <laughs> mental breakdown. <laughs> the thing that bothered me about Maestro, well, there were multiple things. And this is a movie that I liked. I think I gave it like three stars. That doesn't mean I hated it. Like I enjoyed watching the movie, but it was the most like Oscar bait movie I think I've seen in a long time where it was just like so pandering to mm-hmm. me to like this this deserves an Oscar because look at this and look mm-hmm. at me do this and like look at this scene so I don't know like I just I think I would have been okay if he didn't even get nominated to like get his yeah um, um, yeah he feels kind of like we need to like take into consideration his um <laughs> Sorry, his mental state because we don't need to be dangling the carrot in front of this man's face unnecessarily. Also, like Bradley, like you're like one of the most famous, popular, like good actors <laughs> and directors in Hollywood. So, like, just please, like, you'll be okay. No, yeah, he'll um, be fine. I, I think we're, I, we're like playing into some of the stuff that's being said on Twitter. Like, Bradley's probably fine. <laughs> He's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's between Paul Giamatti and Killian. Yes, and that is actually this is one of the more exciting categories, in my opinion, because I don't think that there is a clear front runner between the two of them. It could mm-hmm. really go either way. So they're both like really strong performances and very opposite performances. So it'll be interesting to see which direction. Yeah, sways. and they've both been winning stuff, mm-hmm. so it's like kind of hard to yeah to to know the temperature. But yeah, that'll be exciting. 
Okay, um, the best actress category. The nominees are Annette Benning for Nyad, <laughs> Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Holler for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Emma Stone for Poor Things. Um, it's between Lily and Emma. It's between Lily and Emma, and it always has been since yeah. these movies came out, I feel like. I really, um, really hope it can be Lily. Some obvious snubs were Greta Lee for Past Lives and obviously Margot Robbie and Barbie. Um, I told a friend earlier that I would have given Annette Bening and Carrie Mulligan slots to them. But now I'm questioning. No, I think I, I think that's still true. I think I, I think my perfect lineup would have been Greta Lee, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Holler, Margot Robbie, and Emma Stone. What about May December? Would they be lead or supporting? That, see, that's really tricky because I think Julianne Moore would have been lead and Natalie supporting. Yeah, but like the when you think about it, I feel like Natalie was in it more. I think so, both of them had Oscar-worthy roles, but which category they would fall in is up for debate. Yeah. I think there's a slot for them. Like, it, if we're doing that, I would put Greta Lee, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Holler, Julianne Moore, and Emma Stone. Yeah, and I, I think that would be my lineup. Natalie in... Supporting. In supporting in... Um, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster's place, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be my lineup, Julianne instead of Margo. Even though Margo's, I think Margo deserves it, but I think that if anybody from that movie deserves an Oscar nom, it would be her. So that's why I kind of like wanted to squeeze her in. But honestly, like I said earlier, I I would have been fine with none of them getting nominated. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I think that would be ideal for me. Agreed. <sighs> <laughs> but ultimately <laughs> Emma and Lily are there and, and that's what matters that's what matters <laughs> Sandra Huller could be, come in with an upset <laughs> that would be crazy that would be crazy but I loved her she also could too. have been nominated in two movies which yeah. is crazy just a stacked year as we've been saying um, okay, best director, Justine Trier, Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer, The Zone of Interest. <laughs> it's going to be Christopher. <laughs> yeah. This This category, I think, is what I have the most beef with, because I think out of all of the categories – there's an argument that there should be more than five nominees in Best Director. Yeah. Because if you're going to nominate ten films... Ten pictures, why can't you nominate ten directors? Ten directors, directors yeah. Um, but then would it always be one-to-one? Like, I no, feel like- but I even think there could be, like, seven Best Directors. Like, yeah. I think there's an argument to put more than five because I do think Greta Gerwig deserves a slot. I do think Celine Song deserves a slot. I do think Todd Haynes deserves a slot. Yeah. You know, like, there's so many. Alexander Payne deserves a slot. But then again, I wouldn't take any of these people out. 
Yeah. So it's like... I think the real kind of, like, what could be a solution to this is that when when a movie win bets, wins Best Picture, it gets awarded to the producer and not the person who actually, like, created the film, you know? I know. Just give it to the director, too. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's a confounding category. That's the one where I feel like if I were to say, oh, there should be 10 best actresses and 10 best supporting actresses, like it gets a little convoluted. But there's like a distinct argument for there being more than five slots in best director. Yeah. Especially at, in a year like this where there are just so many good movies. Right. Because I don't think anybody on here doesn't deserve to be on here. No, I agree. I think it's crazy that Greta Gerwig's not in there. It's just like, yeah, I mean, it's like we're saying, it's true of all the categories. Like, there's not going to be room for everyone that we want. Um, There's no one who I would take out, but at the same time, it's like... There's at least three people that are missing from this category. Um, All right. Oh, wait, what do we say? Oh, we think Christopher Nolan's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then finally, we have our Best Picture nominees. For 2023, the nominees were American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. This is pretty much exactly what I expected did except for maestro <laughs> i was like like people kept saying it was gonna get in but i was kind of like mm, i don't know like i think it should have gone to like may december or i would switch maestro with may december and i would switch american fiction with the iron claw Ugh, the iron oh, we claw. haven't talked about don't Zac even get me started <laughs> The fact that the Iron Claw got completely shut out is so disappointing. I think if those two changes, and it's the perfect best picture lineup I've ever seen in my life. I mean, imagine. Even so, this is a really good... Yeah, I haven't seen American Fiction yet, so I don't know. I liked it. I really liked American Fiction. I just... I don't know if it's in my top ten, and it's not because I made my top ten list, but... um, <laughs> um, is it, I would Oppenheimer with Renaissance and film by <laughs> Oh my Just god. Kidding. Yeah, I mean again, there's so many movies. There's only so many that I would like take out of here, but there are so many more that I would like add in. Um so the only two that I would feel good about taking out would be Maestro and American fiction. Uh yeah, get May December in there. I really wish that the Iron Claw had been represented somewhere. I really wish that Asteroid City had been represented somewhere. Yeah. Um I really, really was hoping for uh a Rachel McAdams like Hail Mary <laughs> like at the last at the eleventh hour. That mm-hmm. would have been really, really exciting. But um or just something for that movie in general, for Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Like, I think it was really well adapted and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easy to focus on things that you wish for. 
So justice for Charles Melton, justice for Zac Efron, justice for Greta Lee, justice for Julianne Wes Anderson. Moore. Justice for Julianne Moore. Justice for Natalie Portman. Justice, justice for Rachel McAdams. For Rachel McAdams. <laughs> See, there was there was a lot of snubs this year, and that just goes to show how many great movies there were last year. Yeah. We were eating. We were feasting last year. We feasted, Hopefully. and now <laughs> we have two. We'll have to reap our rewards. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, at least this gives us a little bit more homework to do, I guess. Oh, yeah. How many have I not seen this year? I've seen more than I think any other year. I, have, I think the only one I haven't seen is Zone of Interest. Yeah, I haven't seen Zone of Interest or American Fiction. Um, so that's all I have to do. That's all I got to say about that. Um, yeah, great movie year. So let us know what you guys think about the Oscar nominations this year. If there was anything we missed or didn't discuss or something that you think should have been in there or something that we shit on that you loved Loved. want to be mad at us. Um, We welcome any and all feedback. And stay tuned because this is the time of year where we thrive and we're going to be talking about some shit. And whenever it gets closer to the Oscars, we always have some fun stuff up our sleeves. Well, I'm sure we'll do an episode where we predict we do our predictions like we did last year. Why didn't uh, we just do that? <laughs> our predictions? What do you mean? Of who's going to win? Once it gets closer. Okay. Didn't we do a ballot last year? Oh, I mean, I just thought we did it when we went through everything and we said who we thought was going to win. I mean, that can be it if, if you want that to be it. <laughs> sure. What else you got? That's all I got. All right. uh, Follow up with us next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. No, no, that's all I have to say.